Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, you know, in 1998, Vice President, then Vice President of the United States, Al Gore, made the first Iridium telephone call. This Iridium technology, by placing satellites in orbit, was supposed to revolutionize the way telephone conversations and data were transmitted. Well, we've got details from John Bloom, whose new book, Eccentric Orbits, the Iridium story, gives us the details of the company's history. I want more details on today's big business news. Pam, let's get right to Charlie Pellet in the newsroom with the Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Kathleen. Thank you, Pam. We've got the S&P 500 index on track for its biggest gain in a month. That index moving within 1.4% of a record. We are brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction guaranteed. New York City Realty Investments. See them at nria.net. S&P 500 index up 19 now, gaining 9 tenths of 1% to 2104. Dow Industrials up 158 points, up 9 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 54, a gain of 1.1%. The tenure down 14 30 seconds with a yield of 1.73%. Gold lower all day down 5.30 the ounce to 12.64, a drop of 4 tenths of 1%. Well, what about the interest rate environment and what happens when Fed Chair Janet Yellen and other members of the FOMC meet next month? Bob Michael is Global Chief Investment Officer and Head of Global Fixed Income at J.P. Morgan Investment Management. Certainly when you look at what's priced in the market, there's a 1 in 10 chance. But... She does say every meeting is live. They will be data dependent. I think the big debate is will there be enough data between now and and the mid-July meeting for her to make a change. First day out for Twilio. It is a maker of mobile and web apps backed by Bessemer Venture Partners. Shares are surging 86.4%. Crude oil up 92 cents a barrel, $50.04 right now on West Texas Intermediate. That is a gain of 1.9%. And at 3.32 on Wall Street, now let's take a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. UK citizens are voting today in a referendum on the country's membership in the European Union. UK law prevents us from reporting on voting or discussion and analysis of referendum issues while polls are open. But we will be following all the results as they come in. Special coverage begins at 5 p.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. A deadlocked Supreme Court vote has effectively killed President Obama's plan to shield millions more immigrants who are in the U.S. illegally from being deported. The president called the decision heartbreaking. It means that the expanded set of common sense deferred action policies, the ones that I announced two years ago, can't go forward at this stage until there is a ninth justice on the court to break the tie. This afternoon, after more than 24 hours, House Democrats ended their sit-in on the House floor. Georgia Democratic Congressman John Lewis led the charge for a vote on gun control legislation. We must never, ever give up or give in. We must keep the faith. 
And we must come back here on July the 5th. Yeah. More determined than ever before. House Speaker Paul Ryan called the sit-in a publicity stunt that risks setting a dangerous precedent for American democracy. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping equities higher today with the S&P 500 index now at 2106, up by 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Kim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Iridium. The Iridium satellite system was designed to revolutionize communications around the world. It also revolutionized the determination of many people to bring this company into the reality of operation. John Bloom is an author, an investigative journalist, and he is the author of a new book entitled Eccentric Orbits, The Iridium Story. It looks at the development, launch, and bankruptcy of Motorola's revolutionary satellite system. John Bloom, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me. How did you first become interested in the Iridium story? Well, I met a man named uh, Dan Colusi, who was uh, retired in Florida playing golf and uh, uh, had, had, had been the man who saved the system. Uh, but when he told me about it, I'd never heard of it. It was the most expensive and complicated engineering project ever done. It was more complicated than Los Alamos. Um, it was these autonomous action satellites that um, functioned like cell towers in the sky and it was supposedly was going to make every inch of the planet accessible by phone. So they built it. It worked. It was acclaimed by engineers all over the world. And so I, I met this guy years, years later, and I'd never heard of it. And um, so that's how I got interested in the, in the story. Um, but... Um, you know, they, they, they plowed through $11 billion in nine months, and so it became, so the most extensive engineering project in history became the biggest bankruptcy in history. Um, it was one year before Enron, so that record didn't last very long. But um, uh, it, it was, that, that's, that was the original uh, impetus for the book. Tell us something about technology then and technology now. I think that when things go so quickly, it, you kind of lose track of, uh, even, even over a short span of time, how different things were and how far we've come. Well, the system was built by Motorola Corporation, which in 1987, when the system was first conceived, Motorola controlled the whole world in terms of cell phones. They had invented the first cell phone. Uh, they were the leaders. They controlled 64% of the market. Uh, and they thought this was the next step because... Why is the world building cell towers one to five miles apart throughout the entire planet or trying to? You can't really do it uh, when you could just put cell towers in the sky. And so they thought this was the obvious next generation of um, cell phones, and it worked. But by the time it was finished, um, they, they, they were going to market it to this elusive creature called the International Business Traveler. And the international business traveler needed to be accessible all over the world. And so by the time they finished it, um, the international business traveler had a GSM roaming phone that was small, compact, portable, and really worked 
where all the people are in the world. <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't need a phone that that um, you know uh, uh, went to Antarctica. So um, so even though it was a revolutionary system, it was too expensive, and uh, and they went uh, bankrupt pretty quick. But um, what what frightened the government is that. Motorola just decided to abandon the project and crash the satellites into the ocean. Um, that's why people remember it. Those those who remember it at all remember it as the biggest flame out in history. And you know, the, Mo- Motorola's biggest mistake of the um, of the nineties. But um, uh, because of the intervention of this one guy in Florida, Dan Colusi, who, had, who was retired, but at one time he had run Pan Am Airlines and UNC Corporation, and he just said, "This is this is a crime. We can't let these things be destroyed." And so he um, got involved with the Pentagon, the White House, the Secretary of Defense, the, put together an investment group. What was strange is that any Fortune 500 company could have saved the system with just a few pennies, <laughs> but they all passed on it. And so he put together this motley investment group uh, that included Saudi Arabians and uh, the, the um, friends of Jesse Jackson, a uh, venture capital firm in, uh, in Washington, D.C., and um, they, through enormous efforts and a little luck uh they saved the system it still flies today and it's still the only one of its kind and likely to be the only one of its kind into the foreseeable future um in in fact it's going to be used for the next generation of air traffic control so we don't have any airliners go off the grid anymore and lose them in the ocean um so uh uh, it, the, the, so there's two stories: how Motorola lost the company, and how this little group, Motley Crew, um, saved the company. And then this phone became um, uh, essential in Iraq and Afghanistan for our for our troops. All right. Well, we thank you so very much for joining us today. A fascinating story written by investigative journalist John Bloom, and it's brand new. Eccentric Orbits, the development, launch, and bankruptcy of Motorola's revolutionary satellite system, Iridium. We thank him for joining us today. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of a new exchange. The IEX Group has got a new exchange, and we're going to tell you all about this full-fledged stock exchange. 